welcome to Saturdays with Chloe. So today is going to be a pretty personal topic, I think, for us all, because I think that all of us probably have experiences, are probably experiencing it now. I know even for me, I am experiencing these things myself. Um, and so that was really what made me think about this topic and wanted to be able to help you. But this is all about the dangers of running ahead of God when you are suffering or maybe waiting on him. And I'm telling you, just wait. Um, and I want to discuss this because I know when we are suffering, especially because it's so much hurt and suffering, or if you've lost things and you're waiting to be restored, it just doesn't feel good. And or you feel like you've been waiting a really long time. We tend to like want to find ways to cope with those feelings. I've been there and we're tired of waiting on God. We're upset with God because I'm just like, why won't you just heal me? For instance, I believe God can literally do anything. I have seen it in the Bible. I, I mean, I see it all the time in people and in the Bible. So sometimes I'll get upset when I feel like he hasn't done something that I'm like, I know you can do this. I know you can right now just touch my heart and I'll be healed. I know right now that you can restore me immediately in certain situations. Now, when it comes to anything that involves people, I do realize that God can make people do things. So don't get mad at God because you've prayed for something when it comes to a person and you haven't seen the change yet because you got to realize he can change people. He can change your situation, but he cannot force people to change. He will do certain things to help with it and put them in their environment, just like how Saul went to Paul. He blinded him in the wilderness. All these things happened. And he was like, oh my goodness, there is a God. He could have easily used that same situation and been like, this is witchery, this is witchcraft, you know, and he didn't do that. So don't get angry at God um, if you're not seeing a change in a person that is a choice, but you can't say prayerful for them because it is possible. But I say all that to say that I think that we all have been there before. I still find myself there in some things. Um, me waiting on God to restore um, a relationship for me. Um, not a the relationship, but relationships, period, and being able to move forward and get married again and me waiting to be restored with another child um, and I'm open to whether it's adoption or a child through me and I'm hoping that he restores a lot of stuff and sometimes in the midst of waiting it can get really hard and I just want to go over really why we respond like that and why it's really not a good idea to do it um, it's a lot of stories in the Bible and I'm going to actually put the references to the scriptures where I get these things from because somebody asked me about a scripture one day and I realized that I don't really say where they're from so I'll make sure I do that but I want to go over first why we get that why we start running ahead of God why we get to that place I think first of all impatience now I used to get frustrated when people say, you just, you know, just be patient. Wait on God. And I would go to God like, I'm patient. Like, it's not that I don't trust you or I'm not willing to wait. But I had to actually look up the definition of patience to realize I'm impatient. <laughs> I knew I was impatient in some situations, but when it came to God, I didn't know. So patience actually means to be able to endure and suffer, you know, as you're kind of waiting on things. And I didn't realize that was actually the definition. So technically, if we're not able to endure and suffer in hopes, being able to like really be in that and trust in God, we are impatient. 
But I think that's totally normal. Who likes to hurt, right? Who likes to sit around and cry and be upset and sad about things? Um, I see, I'm in a therapy. I have no problem getting into that. You need to get some therapy if you need it. Do it, okay? So, and I actually have a nonprofit for that if you're in Alabama or Mississippi to help you get counseling if you cannot afford it, okay? But you, I, when I'm in therapy, I remember even telling my counselor, this is ridiculous that I'm still crying about this. This is ridiculous. Like, I hate that. I like to just get through things, process, but I've experienced some things in my life that I didn't know would take me this long and still healing from it. Uh, so I get it. You know, you just want the pain to go away. You want it to stop. You just want to get to the other side. I'm going to talk about in a minute why we feel like that. Well, not why we feel like that, but how to cope with that. The other reason is that maybe you feel the need to solve or push Okay, on your desires and your concerns. So I know for me, when there is a problem, I like to fix it immediately. I'm a fixer. I'm like that with my friends as well. And I'll even find myself getting a little irritated if they are not doing those steps because all I ever think about is like, I just want to feel better. I just want to have like a great life. And I want other people to have a great life too. And so I just like to fix. And so when things are going wrong, I struggle with waiting on God to fix it. In my mind, I can fix it myself. Now, don't get me wrong. Faith without works is dead. Now, in the scripture, it's actually referring to the fact of like you can't say you love God, but then you're doing this. Or you can't say you love people and your your works don't match that. I tend to also, though, look at that scripture as in I can't say that I want a job, a new job, or I want to get out of debt. But then I'm still going using my credit card to go buy this Louboutin bag that's $1,000. Or I'm not applying for jobs. I've gotten comfortable in applying for unemployment. Has its place. Not saying it's a problem. But I mean, if you're not trying. So I say that to say it's okay to put your work with faith. However, don't get to a point where you're jumping ahead of God. You're trying to force things. So for me, it's certain things I've applied to for years. And for some reason, it never goes through i mean i will get to the last point last interview every time and it won't work out yet in certain situations in my life in certain careers um that i've chosen goes through just like that every time um so and i'm saying that to say that don't push your agenda don't try to push your desires god knows way more than you do about yourself he knows what you need before you even ask trust him with that do your part where you can, but don't try to jump over him. Also, maybe a lack of faith or fear, and I'm not just talking about you. I sometimes struggle with wondering, is God really going to restore these things for me? Is he really going to restore it in whatever way he's going to do? Because I'm open. God knows me. I'm like, whatever you, you want to do, I really don't care. Just as long as I'm restored and feel better and healed. And I think we get like that when we're waiting because you're just looking around and you're like, where are you, God? Why Why am I still hurt? Why am I still sad about this? Um, so understandable. Sometimes we're in fear that, you know, he'll never get out of situation. I mean, think about how Joseph, for instance, when he came from slavery, you know, when his brothers threw him in the ditch and then he went off into different places and then he ended up getting to where the king was, got thrown back in jail. He tried to get himself out before it was time. And I'm talking about the dangers in that too. But he tried to get himself out because he didn't want to be in jail. Who wants to be in jail? So he was scared of that. And we all do that. Sarah and Abraham were told they would have children. We're told by an angel, I think twice, right? But then Sarah got desperate. She was in fear. And she told her husband, like, let me tell you something. This, this gets desperate, right? You tell your husband to have sex with another woman so you can have a child. She got desperate and she told Abraham to have sex with Hagar. And she did get pregnant. And then it was all this strife that came from that. 
causing unnecessary harm, causing unnecessary stress, God still provided what they needed. And he even blessed Ishmael, the daughter of Hagar and Abraham. However, she caused some unnecessary harm and struggles just because she did not wait. So don't do it out of fear or lack of faith. I do know that God is faithful. I've seen him be faithful in a lot of situations, um, but I get that it's hard to wait on that. He is faithful though. Be open though to the way he decides to do that. So these are a lot of reasons why we jump ahead of God. Now, the first danger of it is that with the story that I just said about Sarah and Abraham, it does cause more harm than good when you rush in front of God and when you do things in a desperate way. I know people who maybe they really want to get married and they have this feeling. I actually have experienced they have this feeling like, hmm, probably shouldn't do this. And then many times a woman will just jump into it just to have it end up in a situation they should not be in. Or maybe you're so desperate for a job, you, first, you take the first thing that somebody brings to you and that wasn't God's will for you. Don't jump into these things being desperate. Now, God will take care of you. He can make things for good. But you know what? Just try to wait on him as much as you can and do what you need to do to cope with that because you don't want to make unnecessary harm in your life. You don't want to miss out on what God has for you. <clears throat> and that's the second thing. You don't want to actually delay or um, prevent God's blessing he has for you. When you do that, God has a plan for you, right? And it's good. He wants to prosper you. He has great thoughts towards you, right? So he has a good plan for you. However... When you try to make it happen yourself and you jump ahead of him, sometimes they got to be pushed back because he's like, man, they didn't jump to the situation. I got to figure out how to help them in this situation and get them out of that situation. And then they can get there, right? Sometimes you'll totally miss out on what God has for you because you jumped ahead of him. I know you want what's best for you. I want what's best for me in my life. So try your best if you can don't rush ahead of him. Do not try to force your will either. And that's number three. Don't force your own will in this. It's things that you think you need. It's the ways that you think you, how you need to feel like it comes about. You think you know more than God knows about you. He knows you. He knew you when God was forming you in your mother's womb. You don't really know what you need. I'm saying that to myself. So I have to tell myself, like, oh, you don't really know. You may have an idea, but I always try my best to submit that to God. Many times I've found myself asking for things outside of what I actually desire. Because I try to ask myself, why do I really want this thing? Um, I remember reading a devotional and it was like, you know, if you could ask God for one thing, what would it be? And, you know, naturally people may say, oh, all this money to provide all these things or, you know, this type of car or maybe this type of job. And I stop myself. And I said, you know what, God, if I could ask you for one thing, I would ask for contentment, joy, and peace. And those are three things, but I feel like it encompasses one. I would ask for contentment, joy, and peace for the rest of my life. Because then that means no matter where I'm at, no matter what situation, no matter what I have and don't have, I still have the peace of God. Trust him. Just trust him. I know it's hard. It's hurtful. I'm there in some situations. And I yes, I find myself making mistakes because I'm just trying to cope with it. And don't get me wrong. He has so much grace and mercy in that. But if you can, fight it when you can. 
prevent yourself from jumping ahead of him when you can. Ask God to give you what you need so that you can wait on him. But you got to do work, y'all. You can't just sit back and like, oh, I'm going to wait on God. Read your word so you can be reminded of what he done for, uh, he's done for others. He's the same guy yesterday, today, and forevermore. Just like what he did for Sarah or the woman with the issue of blood or David, Joseph. Abraham. I mean, he did so many things for people in the word. Same guy. He's going to do it for you. Put yourselves around people who have a faith or a testimony that can remind you, God got you. He did it for me. Stay prayerful. Figure out your way to connect with him. I connect with God a lot through worship. I connect with God a lot early in the morning. Whatever you got to do to keep your mind in a place of faith, do that. I was actually just reading a devotional as well. I think it's called Crazy Faith. Forgot the preacher's name. Uh, but one of the things he said is like, you know what? Just have that now faith. And I thought about how it talks about the faith of a mustard seed. All you need is that. Do you know how small a mustard seed is? To get where God needs you to be faith-wise and for him to do things in your life. And he said, take steps today on that. If you want a house, you know what? Start a housing savings account and start putting money into it because you're trusting God to give you a house. You know, you're trusting God to give you a family again. What could possibly you do to start that? Maybe you're trusting him to give you children, whether it's through you or adoption. You know what? If you want to buy that pacifier when you're going to Walmart, why not? You're just doing things to try to build your faith and remind yourself, my God is faithful. He is good. And I trust his way to restore me. I trust his way to heal me. I'm not just saying that for you. I have to remind myself too. Don't run ahead of him. Don't miss the, the life, the blessing he has for you. But please know that in the midst of you waiting and your suffering, he is there. He does care about you. I have had to cry out to God sometimes because sometimes I'm like, God, do you care? And every time he does something, he does a little something to show me, oh, I'm here. I'm here. I know. And sometimes I'd be like, God, do you even get it? Because, you know, you weren't here in the flesh, but he was. Through Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ vindicates for us. Talk to him about your situation. Talk to people who may have been in a situation that you're in. Get in your word. Pray. Whatever you got to do so that you don't miss the amazing life God has for you. Because honestly, that's the real danger. You missing out on what God has for your life. The calling he has for your life. And when we miss our calling, that means that we're missing touching the lives of people that he's called us to touch. Because we all have our flock. And I'm going to talk about that in another video in regards to knowing your place and calling in the kingdom. I hope you have a wonderful Saturday, a wonderful weekend. Till next time, God bless. As always, you can visit ChloeMGooden.com for more books, blogs, podcast topics, as well as resources. You can also contact me there for any questions and or also if you have anything that you want to inquire about with the podcast, as well as speaking events. As always, I hope that I'm able to lead you into healing, hope, strength, and fulfillment through Christ. And make sure to subscribe so you can learn more about the Chloe M. Good Ministries, as well as stay up to date. Until next time, God bless.